Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I know the top news story of the day is the Fox News settlement with Dominion Voting Systems. I, I get it. And I've been talking about it, and I'm going to talk about it some more. But there's this, what's happening with the Judiciary Committee, I think, is really fascinating. Because the standing up to Chuck Schumer is extremely important. If the Democrats want to take Dianne Feinstein off the Judiciary Committee so they can go about confirming their judges, well, then they're going to have to ask Dianne Feinstein to resign. If they're not willing to do it, well, then why should Republicans make it easy on them to confirm judges who don't believe in the Constitution anyway? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. So Chuck Schumer has been wanting Dianne Feinstein removed from the Senate Judiciary Committee so that they can put somebody else on. He wants to put on uh, Senator Ben Cardin, who is a Democrat from Maryland. The reason is, is that Dianne Feinstein is not okay. Cognitively, she's gone. She's like the John Fetterman of California. Cognitively gone. Although even I would argue that Fetterman is probably in a better place than Dianne Feinstein. But I would also be speculating not being a doctor and also not having had a chance to speak to either one of these people. Then again, nobody has. So he wants to remove Dianne Feinstein from the Judiciary Committee because it's the committee that moves these judges, these nominees, out of committee and then to a vote on the Senate. If Democrats control the Senate, they get these people confirmed and they're all super happy. They want Dianne Feinstein off the committee. But they need a vote, uh, an approval to do this. And Republicans are not willing. And this is what happened in the Senate just yesterday. I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the consideration of my resolution, which is at the desk. I further ask unanimous consent the resolution be agreed to and that the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. Is there objection? Mr. President, reserving the right to object. The Senator from South Carolina. Uh, Thank you. I'll be uh, very brief uh, to my colleague and good friend, Senator Schumer. Uh, I want to let you know that 99 senators agree with what you said about Senator Feinstein. We all hope, I'm the ranking member of judiciary, she's a dear friend and we hope for her speedy recovery and return back to the Senate. Um, With all due respect to my colleague, Senator Schumer, uh, this is about a handful of judges that you can't get the votes for. And I have been a pretty consistent vote in the Judiciary Committee in a bipartisan fashion, understand that you won the election, we lost, and I want to make sure we process judges fairly. But the reason this is being made is to try to change the numbers on the committee in a way that I think would be harmful to the Senate and to pass out a handful of judges that I think should never be on the bench. So with that in mind and with all due respect to Senator Feinstein, uh, I object. He handles this wrong, in my view, because what he should have said is, Senator Schumer, if you want Dianne Feinstein off the Judiciary Committee, ask her to resign. Don't put it on us. We refuse to be a part of this. You don't care about her health, and you only care about the politics. You have now made that patently true. You've made it patently obvious, however the expression is supposed to go. Why don't you do something about it? You be the one to ask her to resign. There you go. Problem solved.
But until you do, we're not going to sit here and make it easier for you to marginalize this woman or your own failure in dealing with a member who wasn't cognitively okay. Therefore, she stays on the committee. Do your work, Senator Schumer. Some leader you are. That should have been the way it was handled. Lindsey Graham does not handle it well. Drives me nuts. He should be better at this by now. Meanwhile, we should be better at dealing with China by now. Six Chinese police stations? Six? Congressman Jim Banks joins me next to break it down. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. So you have now across America multiple Chinese police stations. And these aren't police stations like they're helping people. They're outposts of the Chinese Communist Party uh, that are there to push communist Chinese interests, try and put an end to anybody who might be opposed to communist Chinese interests, and spying on American citizens and possibly others who may be speaking out against China. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, what's going on? Good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. This is a threat. And it has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. You're going to have Chinese spy balloons. You're going to have these uh, these uh, Chinese police stations, uh, much like the Confucius Institutes on college campuses. And the response is going to be nothing. That's that is impossible. Congressman Jim Banks is of the Indiana Third District, Fort Wayne area, and the surroundings. He's also a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. And not only is he working on an anti-woke caucus, which I uh, spoke to him about, uh, we got into this conversation of these police stations because he was one of the first people to be talking about these Confucius Institutes and how to get them off campuses. And my question was simple. Where is Biden? Where is Congress? Where is leadership to do something about this? Uh, but here's here's the deal. We went from President Trump, who was tough on China, to President Biden, who's the weakest president that we've ever had on the China threat. And China is the, the greatest foreign threat, the biggest existential threat that America faces today. But here, here's what happened. President Trump uh, set up something called the China Initiative at the Department of Justice. When, when President Biden was sworn into office, he called that, that initiative, that DOJ initiative, xenophobic, and he canceled the D- Department of Justice's focus on the China threat in the United States of America. So here's, here's what we know. Six months ago, when I called on President Biden to address this, the, 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 these police offices are run by something called China's Public Security Bureau, which is sort of part of their their united front effort in in the United States. So Confucius Institutes, as you mentioned, are a part of this, but they set up these police stations in the United States to harass and intimidate Chinese Americans who are outspoken about the Chinese Communist Party. So this is happening in the United States of America, and President Biden's not doing anything about it. This week, finally, six months later, after I called on them to do something, the Department of Justice arrested two of these uh, these Chinese police officer officials for not having the right visas to be in the United States. So uh, too little, too late, a, a week. I'm, I'm glad that they made these arrests, but uh, another example of the weak posture of this administration after the spy balloon flew over the United States, they pretended like it didn't happen until uh, people were outraged looking up in the, into the sky about it. 
and now in this case, setting up uh, these uh, these secret police stations. This is just the right. tip of the so much more to do. What's interesting is that as we talk about what these police stations do, people see it as, whoa, 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 were they trying to help people? No, no, no. These were outposts of the Communist Chinese Party, not only as the Confucius Institutes were on college campuses, to try and promote China and prevent anybody from speaking poorly about China. We know that in the case of one of the New York uh, police stations that are controlled by the Communist Chinese Party, they were spying on American citizens who happened to be pro-democracy people regarding China. They were spying on citizens, and Lord knows what you do with that spying. Is there going to be an espionage charge here? Is there something that's going to happen from the congressional side to try and, en- and engage? If Biden won't act, what's Congress's plan? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. I mean, here's the deal. Just like the spy balloon, the Biden administration wouldn't have done anything about it if we wouldn't have called attention to it. I mean, they would have pretended like the, the balloon in the sky isn't, isn't uh, flying over the United States in this case. They would have pretended like these police stations didn't exist, even though uh, the the Chinese were pretty uh, pretty bold and 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 outspoken about these stations, these police stations being in the U.S. So, uh, they, but they but the point the the big point, Tony, is that the the police these these uh, secret police stations that aren't so secret um, are illegal. They're already illegal, and and the Department of Justice, the Biden administration, is just ignoring it. They're, the only reason that they made these two arrests this week. Is because the new Republican majority in the House is calling attention to it. So first and foremost, enforce existing laws and arrest these people and get them out of the United States. This is why we set up the new select committee on on the Chinese Communist Party that I'm a part of, drawing attention to issues like this. We're going to continue to do it. But but the bot the bottom line here is the administration must act. And if they if they won't act, then, then members of Congress like myself are going to are going to be outspoken and embarrass the administration, but enforce the existing law. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District, candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, uh, we've uh, we've seen um, uh, certainly a level of bipartisanship. When it comes to China, we've seen some resolutions uh, go through uh, with a tremendous amount of Democrat uh, support. Uh, it's it's almost uplifting to see uh, that at least on the subject of China, we're not all crazy. We're not all Representative Jamal Bowman. What is the is is the pressure going to be on Biden to do something about this in a bipartisan matter? Or do you believe Democrats are going to try and rally the troops against an action on China? Because after all, you don't want to provoke China. It's always one of those hands off things. You got to worry about how they feel about stuff. Yeah. In one of our recent select committees on the Chinese Communist Party, I ask a uh, actually a, a Uyghur Chinese American who's in who has uh, come to the United States is now now an American. His mom, by the way, is being still being held captive as a Uyghur slave uh, in China by the by the Chinese Communist Party. I, I ask him about this, this this important question that you're that uh, I think you're you're getting to, Tony. The the Chinese Communist Party uses charges like xenophobia and racism, and they they use those as political tactics. You have Jamal Bowman. And Joe Biden and others who fall under this trap and repeat these these lines and the the rhetoric of our biggest enemy uh, to try to push us back and and uh, push us away from getting tough on China and that 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 uh, 
that that in and of itself is is preventing us from holding China accountable and pushing back on the biggest threat that we face that wants to wipe the United States off of the off of the face of the uh, of the uh, off of off of the map. So uh, we have to we have to be tougher. I, I hope Democrats will more and more so come to the table. But I got to tell you, the last five years have been very disappointing as with covid. Uh, with what the Chinese have done to steal our jobs. Now with fentanyl, 99% of fentanyl coming into America is made in China. And Forget into our- just the fentanyl, although I don't want to forget fentanyl, sir. I don't want to interrupt you. You have got Chinese nationals coming across the border and being allowed across the border as if somehow they just miraculously ended up coming from Beijing to Colombia and walking their way north. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, uh, there is a photo. And it is a photo that was over there at uh, dailycaller.com. And what this photo shows is a man alleged uh, to be controlling this um, Chinese police station in New York. And the photo is with uh, some other Asian men, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, and Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader, of course, uh, Democrat. When you see photos like that, we've seen uh, Eric Swalwell and the Chinese spy Fang Fang. We saw that Senator Dianne Feinstein had a driver who was connected to the Chinese Communist Party. There is a serious level of infiltration already happening, connections already being made, and certainly photos like that one with Senator Schumer and Mayor Adams and this uh, uh, alleged perpetrator of this police station that don't look good. Now, these all happen to be Democrats in this case. Is it that Democrats are more trusting? Is it that Democrats are easier to infiltrate? Or is it that, oh, no, no, they're infiltrating Republicans too. We just haven't gotten to them yet. Well, that used to be the case, Tony. I mean, I, I really believe that the shift in American politics away from the Republican Party being the party of, of corporate America and Wall Street interest is the reason that you're seeing Democrats in these photos and not, not Republicans. The Democrats are owned and controlled by multinational corporate interests in this country who have for years sold us out, sold our jobs out, our, our, our good paying, hardworking, blue collar jobs to China, our biggest enemy. And that's why you see Chuck Schumer uh, uh, chumming it up with 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 uh, Chinese Communist Party officials. That's why you see uh, Eric Swalwell uh, literally sleeping with our enemy and the Democrats sweeping it under the rug uh, because the Democrats don't have room here to oppose the Chinese Communist Party because they're owned by interests that are owned by the Chinese Communist Party. So that's the shift in American politics today. Republicans have have uh, in a very healthy way distanced ourselves from those corporate interests that sell us out to China. It's why it's why Donald Trump in Nashville at the RNC over the weekend said the old Republican Party is gone and it's not coming back. It's because those Trump policies that made us the party of the working class and not the party of corporate America have distanced us from those those Chinese Communist Party interests. One of the other things that you're working on uh, right now is uh, a uh, anti-woke caucus, as it's described. Newsweek uh, says it as Jim Banks plans anti-woke caucus to bolster GOP's war on wokeness. And one of the ways you hear this described is that you hear this described as, oh, the Republicans in their culture war again. Republicans starting a culture war. Every single day, it's it, it's you wascally Republicans starting a culture war as opposed to responding to the war that was brought upon you. 
Is this a lot of show and just bluster here? What do you what what is an anti woke caucus? In in seriousness, what is the objective? If a year from now when we talk about it, what will you have gotten accomplished? Yeah, Tony, wokeism is a war on America, and uh, I'm a doer. I'm I'm a I'm a Navy Reserve officer. Uh, used to be logistics officer in the Navy. I've worked in in a business. I believe in action and in getting things done. And that's why I started the caucus to bring members of Congress together to develop a strategy to cut the head off the snake of wokeism and, and uh, the government uh, flow of dollars that are funding it. And, and that's why last week I sent 12 letters to all 12 of the appropriations subcommittee chairs uh, in this new Republican majority and gave all of them a list of line items in the budget under their control of where we can defund wokeism in the federal government. I'll give you I'll give you a couple of good examples. Eight eight point six million dollars for gender advisory programs at the Pentagon for the Department of Defense or thirty four million dollars for the Office of Diversity and the Department of Energy. Or here's one of my my favorite ninety five million dollars for climate change at the Department of Veteran Affairs. What the hell is the Department of Veteran Affairs doing? Uh, uh, related to, to climate change, $200 million for Global Equity Gender Fund at the State Department. So oh, in each of these appropriations subcommittees, they, well, there's lots of room here to, we're talking about $32 trillion national debt and where we're going to go to cut wasteful spending. Let's start with woke programs like uh, like uh, the Homeland Security Depart- uh, uh, Department. Tony, you'll, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, ICE uh, is only allowed to detain transgender illegals who come over the border in facilities that uh, where the staff has had LGBTQ plus uh, a sensitivity training. So how much did that cost? How about we defund that if we want to cut wasteful stuff? So, so the objective here is you're, you, you don't think you could stop the people from being woke, but you could starve the resources from the implementation of these things. Is it your belief that these uh, things, uh, as you see them, uh, are are keeping America from its task? If, if, if we talk about the southern border, um, is, is it this kind of program that's keeping the border porous? Yeah. Uh, uh, look, the, what can members of Congress do? We can we can defund these programs. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm I've declared war on wokeism. It's why I started the anti woke caucus, and you know I'm, I'm also chairman of the of the uh, military personnel subcommittee on Hask, and our mission there is to get wokeism out of out of the military and hold military officials accountable for those those who are pushing anti Americanism and this uh, ideology onto our troops. I'm on the education committee. There's so much we have to do to save our kids uh, for being exposed to this garbage that's polluting their minds and teaching them that America is anything but the greatest country in the history of the world. So th- this is a this is a war on wokeism. I, again, I'm the, the whole point of the caucus is to get members of Congress together with outside experts and others to look for ways that we can cut the head off the snake, stop funding these programs. The Biden administration from the outset has enacted executive orders that have pushed DEI programs in every single federal agency or department. And that has trickled down to the federal government, to the state government, to local government with dollars that are tied to grants that go to each level of government from the federal government. So there's so much here to do, Tony. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, but 
I'm going to do my part. That, that's why I'm bringing members of Congress together to strategize. Congressman Jim Banks, I appreciate the time. Uh, Banks.house.gov. He's also a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Well, we weren't ready to settle until um, all of the facts that we had discovered had come to light in the public. Uh, That was something that we had committed to from the beginning. Uh, We had complete support uh, with our partners uh, and it's something that we owed to our customers. Were you surprised that Fox took so long? Uh, Personally, no, I wasn't surprised. Why not? Um, The fact is that they published uh, falsehoods about us um, and it it wasn't just once or twice. It wasn't just on one day or two days. It was um, 20 statements made over uh, two and a half months. And uh, well, this was not the case of um, a media uh, company uh, pursuing the truth and making a mistake. Uh, they knew. Can I just say that after hearing the CEO of Dominion Voting for the first time in my life, Thank goodness they didn't allow this guy to be really public a lot because he's totally unlikable. Holy cow. I had not heard him until today. I I had never heard his voice. I only read about the case itself. Dominion voting saying that Fox News was guilty of defamation, saying that their voting system doesn't work, that it comes from uh, Venezuela, that it rigs this and does that, right? Those were some of uh, the claims being made and they're going to sue $16 billion. 16 billion, wait, no, not 16 billion, 1.6 billion. 1.6 billion dollars. They end up with 787 million. It's a lot of coin, by the way. But you hear him and you're like, dude, this guy is a, this guy is a jerk face. I mean, he might not be wrong about saying, hey, you're defaming my company. I'm just saying how he comes across. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. He continues in this conversation with George Stephanopoulos. $787.5 billion, million dollars, one of the biggest defamation settlements ever. But what you didn't get was an apology. Uh, yeah, so uh, there, there was an acknowledgement, and certainly it's not the way I wrote it. Um, and uh, I had some conversations with uh, our team, um, my co-founder and I. Um, and at the end of the day, um, the court system really is about accountability. Um, we feel we got it. Um, and um, all of the facts that we had discovered during the case had already come to light. Right, but they just acknowledged that the judge said there were falsehoods. They didn't admit to falsehoods or apologize for them. Is that enough? Uh, Well, if you look at the documents, I think they speak for themselves. Um, They did acknowledge. uh, They did not argue falsity. Um, and uh, the, the motion for summary judgment was extremely clear. In fact, it actually used the language crystal clear. Can I just say again that George Stephanopoulos sounds worse than this dude. George Stephanopoulos was contributing to the Clinton Global Initiative while he was reporting on the Clinton Global Initiative and didn't tell anybody, yet he's worried that this guy didn't get a good enough apology. (sighs) I think that's the point. That within this settlement, everybody still gets what they want, which is something to talk about, which is something uh, to beef about, which is something to fundraise about. The, the, The question... I'm 
asking myself is, does anything change from this? Does anything change from this settlement? The answer is no. Why would anything change? What has to change? Nothing needs to change. Well, wait, everything might need to change, but nothing will. The people who support Fox will continue to do so. And the people who hate Fox will continue to do so. And the people who support Fox will continue to do so without thinking that this settlement is really, uh, uh, hey, they, they screwed the pooch. And the people who hate Fox will never admit the failures from their own people. CNN paid a defamation charge of $2 million to Nicholas Salmon. They defamed a kid for their own political pleasure. They lied about Russia, Russia, Russia. They wouldn't report on the, on the laptop. By the way, when they said that the laptop story from the New York Post was, was false, is that defamation? Does the New York Post now get to sue them? I was going over this earlier. That is a huge aspect now. If anything you say I disagree with is defamation, because I can make the case so great that you settle. We don't have to worry about a court. All we have to do is worry about the court of public opinion. You'll settle. Now we've set the precedent for settlement. Oh, no good comes from this. But I won't forget the fact that CNN not only lied about Russia, 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 not only engaged in defamation of a child, CNN hired Andrew McCabe, who lied to the FBI. CNN hired Peter Strzok, who worked to undermine a duly elected president of the United States. CNN uh, hired John Brennan, a commie. CNN uh, brought back Jeffrey Tubin when he wasn't doing a little bit of manipulation, if you know what I mean, on Zoom calls. Dear Lord, MSNBC still has Joy Reid on the air. And Joy Reid, this was, this was just yesterday as the announcement is happening about this settlement. This is her. It was easier than putting um, Tucker Carlson at all on the stand, Tim. I mean, the reality is their business model is to continue to lie about democracy, to stoke hate, and even violent rage. I mean, we are seeing January 6th defendants say they were radicalized by Fox News. Mm -hmm. You're seeing them constantly touting Black Lives Matter as some evil entity. And then voila, you have people who think they ought to shoot Black Lives Matter people or shoot at them. You have young black man go to a door and someone who we don't know what he watches on TV, but you know, it wouldn't shock me if he was watching a lot of black people or violent thugs. And if the one comes to my door, I'm going to kill him. So you combine a lot of guns and a lot of people who are literally being radicalized by a television network. There is no incentive for them to stop doing it, because if they don't do it, Newsmax is out there. OANN is out there. You saw just the threat of those networks rising cause them to dig deeper and to double down on the big lie. That's special. That is special. And I'm asking out loud, is that defamation? Fox causes people to go and shoot black people? How is that not? How is that not? Check out the racial divide that Joy Reid is still building on. Everything would be better if we didn't have Fox News. You mean everything would be better if someone like me didn't exist? disagreeing with you because you can't handle somebody disagreeing with you they have to be your mortal enemy and now they're guilty of murder inspiring people to murder who inspired all of those black young men to attack a white woman in chicago the other day wasn't me joy reed now i ask you is that defamation 
I think what Joy Reid there did there has to get looked at because that's that is nuts. That's nuts. Now you want me to take a look at that and say, oh, this is the network I should be paying attention to? No, no, no. I'm not doing it. You you can do it. I'm not. I'm not having any part of that crazy because that's crazy. I think the real question is, what do we take from all of this? What is the takeaway of the settlement? Because I don't think the takeaway is, well, uh, Fox can't be trusted. I don't think that's true. Because the people that we're talking about are the people on their personality side in the evening. We're not really talking about their news division. No one has been bringing, look, uh, as I have read it, and certainly other people may have read more than I have, this is a Hannity, Tucker, Laura Ingram conversation, right? This isn't a Dana Perino, Bill Hemmer, even Fox and Friends conversation. This isn't a Sarah Smith, John Roberts, Neil Cavuto conversation. This is a Maria Bartiromo, Lou Dobbs when he was there, Judge Dean Pirro conversation. That's who we're talking about here. This is a there's a, there's a big difference in in these things between the that personality side and and that news side. But if you were going out there and saying things where you were saying privately, you know, uh, this is a whole big bunch of crap, but it's what my audience likes, so I'm going to say it. Wow, that's messed up. That is messed up. I I I as a as a uh, host, right? I inform, I entertain, I do both things. My job is not to lie. My job is to share what's on my mind based on the subjects at hand. And sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree. How many times have I stated my job is not to tell you what to think. My job is to hopefully give you something to think about. But my job certainly was never to say, well, this is what you have to get fed. So open up. Here comes the, here comes the choo-choo train. No, 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 no. No, never once, never ever. And if Fox hosts were doing that, they were wrong. And any host who would do that would be wrong. But I know that CNN told me about Russia, Russia, Russia. And I want to see all the private emails and private texts of them saying, this is getting crazy, but it's what our audience wants. It's bad for Trump. Let's go. We already know that that's the case. So what do we take from this? In, in in the the short time I've had to to break this down, to, to look at it, to think about it, what I take from this is that absolutely nothing will change. I think there might be more defamation suits that take place, but nothing's going to change. Absolutely nothing. People are going to become more entrenched. They'll say, how can you trust Fox News? They were proven to lie. Well, they weren't proven anything. <laughs> no one's going to pay attention to the fact that there was no proof in a court of law. The proven doesn't exist, which is why uh, they settled. And they're going to say, well, CNN, you settled. And they're going to say, well, Fox, you settled for more. And then it's blah, 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 blah. It's not going to change anything. People will stick to the places that they are in because they believe them to be right. And why talk to one another when you can destroy one another? And that will continue. I have started saying as of late, 
And and I, I didn't always believe this. It's not a question of that I didn't want to believe it. Right? This isn't this isn't me crying as John Galt leaves my office, realizing there's no other option. I am fully aware of what's happening around me. I'm fully aware, like you are, of what's happening societally. But I still uh, felt, based on my data, that there were opportunities, that there were opportunities to bring back the connection. Sadly, I don't feel that way now. Sadly, what this has shown me and that level of response from Joy Reid and, and, and some of the, the, the actions that we've seen from Fox News supporters and others is that the only way through is through. I have absolutely no belief that the divide will stop anytime soon. The divide is in many ways permanent. And permanent is frightening. Permanent is dangerous. Permanent is bad. But permanent is actually not for forever. I know that sounds weird. I haven't come up with a better word than permanent yet. Uh, maybe, maybe the word I'm looking for is stickiness. This, this divide is going to be here a good long time. Because we have eliminated for now the ability to engage a conversation about disagreement. And we have come to the conclusion that the only answer is destruction. The political left believes that the political right are fascists because they said it enough. Remember, that's a lie too. You call me a fascist, that's defamation. I should be able to sue you for $100 million. Can't call me a fascist. Who in the world talks like this? Well, you say it enough and enough and you say it enough and enough and you say it enough and enough and all of a sudden everybody's a fascist who you disagree with. That's what the political left has done. And the political left believes in the full-on destruction of the political right. The political right should not be allowed to have a say. The political right has to go to re-education camps. The political right must be destroyed. The political right sees the political left as dangerous. Their policies are dangerous. Their non-commitment to free speech is dangerous. Their desire to re-educate is dangerous. What they're doing to students and kids in schools is dangerous. What they're doing regarding transgenderism is dangerous. They want to take away your gas stove. Just take a look at what took place in Berkeley and the Fifth Circuit Court. Uh, Fifth, uh, Fifth Circuit Court, yeah, I said that right. Take a look at all these things and they don't stop trying to control your life and they must be fought. Now, as somebody who is a conservative, the only thing that, by the way, I I can say for sure, I have never been so sure of being a conservative ever. Based on principles, based on the study, based on the knowledge, not populism, not nationalism, actual conservatism, I have never been more sure in my entire life. Allow me to double down on the bitch. I'm sure, and I can prove it doesn't mean that I'm going to get the rest of the country to go with me. I'm just going to try like hell. The divide is great. The divide is here to stay. That's what the settlement tells me. That's what the aftermath in just the less than 24 hours tells me. And the only way through is through. And I don't know when it gets better. Was Fox News wrong? Fox News was wrong. Say that easily clearly if you knew you were lying if you knew it and you're like well it's good for our audience let's keep doing it dude that's wrong that's wrong making a mistake is something different 
But if we're going to hold Fox to that standard, which I have no problem with because I should be held to that standard, you should be held to that standard, everyone should be held to that standard, I want CNN and MSNBC held to that same standard. The New York Times and the Washington Post held to the same standard, damn it. That would be the way out. That's what nobody's doing. Nobody wants to do. Nobody's willing to do. Why? Because it's better to use this to destroy the enemy. Son of a... And then I start drinking the bourbon. The world is crazy. It doesn't mean you have to be. I say that a lot. I mean it too. We're going to get through. But I just have to start developing some new tactics to do it. I'll get to that in the days and weeks ahead. Keep it here. Keep it sane. I'm Tony Katz. I should be clear about something. I'm not dejected. By what I'm seeing, I'm just making sure that I'm clear-eyed about what it is that I'm seeing. When I talk about this fight between the left and the right, that's nothing new to us. We've been discussing it many, many times. We make our case. We make it well. We make it strong. My point is, is that what has happened, where we're at, is a level of dug in, and the only way through is through. Meaning, we, it's, going to, it's going to continue to be bad and continues, until it continues to be better. We're not going to be able to change the people in MSNBC. You're not going to be able to change the people who are racially motivated to have a racial divide to be able to engage a profit for themselves. You're not going to stop people from calling you a fascist just because you think children shouldn't be able to make decisions about their gender. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. It's already ugly. It's going to stay ugly for a while. I wish it wasn't the case, but it is. But I am not stopping I'm not dejected. You shouldn't be either. It's just our reality. Always start with the reality and build from there. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.